0: Today on the Trend Out Loud podcast. Nikki's reply was lackluster. It just wasn't a good reply back to, to Megan's track, Hiss. What up? It's your boy, Tron Out Loud, and I'm back with another episode. I got a really good show set up for you guys today. Even though I'm a little bit under the weather, I got a little bit of a raspy voice today. Um, I was in Florida for the weekend. Uh, you know your boy had to get a little bit of partying on, a little bit of late night, so my voice is affected, but I will get through the show. I got two lead stories, I got quick news, and my Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Let's talk about it. Y'all know what time it is. Get your headphones on, get your earbuds in, turn your devices up. I'm about to start this show. Let's go. Megan Thee Stallion dropped a diss track over the weekend, going at a bunch of people in the industry. Didn't name any names, but she said a hit dog will holla. And of course, you know, Nicki Minaj was the hit dog that hollered and replied with her own diss track. All right, let's talk this Nicki Minaj, Megan Thee Stallion beef. It's all over the internet, all over the radio. It's what everyone is talking about. Um, And I want to give you guys my take on it, all right? I love both these women. I love Nicki Nicki Minaj. I love Megan Thee Stallion. However, um, for those of you who have been following me a lot, you know that I have a problem with Nicki. And my problem with Nicki is she lets her temper and her attitude get the best of her. Um, And she did that again on this track Uh, going at Megan. Nikki, um, Nikki's reply was lackluster. It just wasn't a good reply back to, to Megan's track, Hiss. Um, for those of you who don't know, sorry, let me backtrack. For those of you who don't know, Megan put out, um, a diss track going after a bunch of people called Hiss. You know, Hiss is a, a reference like a snake hissing or a cat hissing before they attack. So it's like, I'm putting out warning shots. Um, and she said, She never she didn't say anyone's name, but she said a hit dog will holla. So right away, she's baiting Nicki Minaj and Nicki takes the bait right away. um, I think a couple of days later, puts out a diss track and it's just not a good diss track. Nicki Minaj is an amazing songwriter. Uh, You know, she's a lyricist. Um, and this song was lackluster. Um, a lot of the, a lot of the bars that she had in the song, she put out on Twitter already. She sent it out on her lives and it was just like mediocre. Like it was, it's not, it's not the Nicki Minaj that we know. And the thing that disappoints me even more is that Nicki was on a really, really good run. Um, Nicki had just put out, um, uh, Pink Friday 2. People are like, yo, the queen is back, the queen of rap. Um, And she's there, and she's on her throne. She got back on her throne. um, And she just took Megan's bait. If I were Nikki, I wouldn't even have replied to her. The fact that she didn't call out my name and she said it hit dog, whoa, holla, she's letting you know that she's baiting you into something. Um, And and she took the bait, um, and and her raps were not good. They're not – I should say they're not good, but they're not what we're expecting. We're not – for the level and the and the place that Nicki Minaj is in right now, back on her throne, um, she could have done way better. And let's let's read some of the comments and 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 we'll see what other people think. Somebody wrote, "Y'all ever been embarrassed for somebody?" Somebody wrote, "Whoever told Nicki this ish was hard and needs to be fired." Somebody else wrote exactly what I said: the fact that she put all of her tweets into a song, we damn near heard all of this ish already. Somebody wrote, "This ain't the same person that gave us Itty Bitty Piggy." <laughs> Somebody wrote, I've heard better bars from Nick Cannon albums. Like, that's bad. I've heard better bars from a Nick Cannon album. That's not good, Nikki. Somebody wrote, nah, the dead mom bar's not cool. Oh, yeah, I even forgot to mention that. Um, Nikki said something um, about Megan's um, mom who's who's passed away. Um, And, and, I mean, that's up for discussion. People say in a rap battle, all's fair in love and war and nothing is off the table. Um, Some people say, you know, talking about... You know, somebody's relative who passed away uh, is going too far. Uh, we all know the legendary um, um, battle between Jay Z um, and um, and Nas. Nas after was like, you know, what? I think I went too far. I apologize for some stuff. You know, that's up to you. However, you want to decide. My opinion is, I think um, somebody that's passed away has gone too far, especially a parent. You know, if it's beef and it's someone's boy or a partner, and you had a you know an issue with that partner. Okay, maybe, maybe if he's in a, in a rap crew, but you know, somebody's mom that's passed away, or father's passed away, Nikki's father's passed away. Megan didn't say anything about her dad, about Nikki's dad. So I feel like Nikki should have left her mom off the table. Again, that's just my opinion. There's another viewer who agrees with me. Somebody wrote the worst diss track in hip hop history. She can't come back from this. You see what I'm saying? She was just on a level, man. She just got back on her throne. Like, why would she do this to herself? Somebody wrote, she should have let Lil Wayne read this over first. Somebody wrote, I was expecting something juicier. This is embarrassing. See what I'm saying? All the reviews. I mean, okay, these are the top views with the most likes. I mean, I'm sure if you go to um, Nicki Minaj's page, uh, she probably has some, of course, some some of her fans and some barbs that like it. Like, um, actually, look, I just saw this now. Um, Nicki Minaj just posted that uh, Bigfoot uh, by Nicki Minaj breaks the record record for the biggest debut for a female on Apple music in Apple music history. Um, so she's breaking records, but okay. So you have the biggest um, debut, but that doesn't mean that the song is good. That just means a bunch of people are going to listen, right? Like I'm sure if I go to Megan Thee Stallion, I'm sure Megan has something too. Um, see, here we go. Megan Thee Stallion it says his is Apple music global 100. Um, uh, she's number one. See? So it's like, Nobody cares about downloads or how many people are going to listen. Of course, people are going to go and listen, but we're talking of in the culture, like Nikki took a big L from this man. So, Anyways, that's just my opinion on it. I love both of them. I don't even mind that they're beefing. This is hip hop. I love the energy. I love them bringing attention to themselves. Um, I just, I'm just disappointed in Nikki. Um, I like that she was back on the throne and I think she just dethroned herself. And if it was me, um, if I was in her camp, if I was advising her, I would have said, yo, she didn't call out your name. Don't say anything. She's baiting you into this. Stay away from it. um, And that would have made her look um, even bigger. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Taylor Swift has garnered an equivalent brand value of $331 million for the Kansas City Chiefs and the NFL. Okay, I want to talk about this whole Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey thing. Um, A friend of mine actually called me today that's not like super big into football. And he was like, "Yo, what's going on with with Taylor Swift? And why does everybody hate her and the NFL putting her on? Like, what's what's the beef? Like, why do people care? Um, And this is my take on it. Right. Um, I think the reason why people have so much of an issue um, with the NFL, you know, um, highlighting that Taylor Swift is in the arena and why so many people are talking about her and Travis Kelsey is that. Taylor Swift is not necessarily somebody that falls in, in the football, sports, um, urban culture arena. Um, Taylor Swift is, is, is a country music star. And I'm not saying that that country music, um, people are not big into football because they are like Dallas Cowboys, but it's more Taylor Swift fans that I think don't really resonate with the NFL because Taylor Swift's fans, they call them the Swifties, they're young teenage girls, and young teenage girls are not watching football. So I think that the the football NFL fans are upset that their culture, their little thing, that's their football. Sorry, I shouldn't call it a little thing, but you know, their their big culture of the NFL of football. Um, it is now getting kind of like ambushed by, you know, teenage girls, you know, from like middle America. And I think that's what's, you know, pissing people off. It was, if it was like Travis Kelsey and let's say like Mary J. Blige or Travis Kelsey and Beyonce and you had Beyonce fans, um, you know, they, their fans kind of align more with the sport. So I think that's really what the problem is. I think it's that Taylor Swift's fans don't resonate with our fans. Um our fans calling myself an NFL fan. Um, I don't think that resonates. And I think that's what makes people upset. I, on the other hand, don't care. You can cut to Taylor Swift as much as you want. I don't care. Like, but I think the only logical explanation that I can come up with is that it's not Taylor Swift herself, it's more her fans. Uh, let me read to you um something that um pliers wrote. Dear NFL media, can you please stop forcing Taylor Swift on football fans? We get it. She's at the game, she's a phenomenal artist. But damn it, if we want to see her this much, we'll go to her concert. Y'all showing her more than you're showing the owner of the Chiefs. I love her, but damn. You know what I mean? It's like, yo, you would not be saying that if it was Beyonce, if it was Mary J. Blige, if it was Ashanti, like if it was somebody in the urban culture, if it was Jennifer Lopez, you wouldn't be like, oh, why are they cutting to Jennifer Lopez? It's you don't like that they're cutting to somebody that's not part of the NFL culture and who... She brings the attention that she brings. Um, and, and I told you at the top of this segment why the NFL is cutting to her so much. She's adding close to half a billion dollars, um, in, 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 in brand value to the NFL. So of course they're going to cut to her. There's going to be so much more Swifties that are going to watch, um, the Super Bowl now, um, because of Taylor Swift. And I guess maybe coming from a business standpoint, like I don't have a problem with it. Like, I don't think it's going to be so detrimental to the brand where people are going to be like, I'm not going to watch the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift um, fans are there. Yes, some diehard football fans might be annoyed that there is, you know, teenage girls um, at the game or have uh, bringing attention to the game. That's not going to make them run away. Like I think the whole thing is, is, is pretty stupid. If you ask me. All right, you guys, this brings us to quick news. Sound my bell. All right, it has just been announced that Jess Hilarious will be the new co-host of The Breakfast Club. Yo, I got to shout out The Breakfast Club. This was an amazing rollout. Um, they had us talking on the blogs, on the internet for the past month. Hey, we thought Jess Hilarious was going to be the third co-host. What happened? Did she talk too early? Uh, you know, does she have an attitude? Was it she wasn't paying enough money And every TMZ? Everybody was asking Charlemagne. Everybody was talking what happened. Um people were saying, oh my gosh, the breakfast club is over. Angela Lee uh left. I knew the whole time that this was just a rollout. No, I'm just lying to you. Um I really had no idea what was going on, man. They they got they even got me. I thought for a second in the back of my head that they're doing this for hype, but when TMZ was, um, interviewing Charlemagne, um, and they really did s- seem frustrated. So, um, I don't know, man. Let's just say that it was a rollout and they got us. Um, it gets us all talking. it uh, got the blogs talking. Um, and, and, and it worked because now everyone's talking about it. So, um, congratulations to Jess. Um, I don't know if it was actually really some beef in the background. If iHeart was mad that she announced it early, I really don't know. Um, I guess we'll, We'll we'll see in the next kind of week or even maybe on um, the day that she starts. She actually is starting February um, the 5th, which I think is next Monday. Um, so so we'll see this week. Um, but it was a good rollout. It got us talking whether it was true and they capitalized off of it or it was totally fake. And they they just conjured it up to do this. The point is that we're talking about it. I like Jess as a third co-host, so salute salute to the Breakfast Club, uh, salute to Jess Hilarious, and let me go, uh, let me know in the comment section below what you think of Jess being the third co-host or if it should have went to somebody else. Let me know. Pamela <laughs> Harris says she's going for the 49ers, that she's making jerk chicken, and she can't wait for Usher to perform confessions. Take a listen to this. The 49ers are going to win. Don't worry about that. Move on to the next question. I do want to know, what's on your plate when you're... You know, posting for the Super Bowl or watching the Super Bowl wings, and so I'll probably do some wings jerk. I like to do a jerk marinade, and then okay, yeah. that's uh-huh. the Jamaica in you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I love that. And um, Usher is going to be performing at the halftime show. Is there a song that you're like, Usher, please just play this because he, he might see this, and he, you never know if he changes his set. Confession. <laughs> I don't know about going for the Niners because we all know Kansas City is going to destroy the 49ers in the Super Bowl. But we'll talk about that in sports. Um, but shout out to, um, to Kamala for talking to the shade room. Um, people are saying that kind of like this was a little like preconceived like talking about like jerk chicken and talking about confessions and Kamala ain't making nothing Jamaican um and she probably doesn't know any Usher songs but you know I disagree man Kamala has has been known to be a little bit you know hip-hop you uh, know she had that kind of hip-hop award ceremony um at the um uh, at the White House and she is part Jamaican, so it's not so far off to, to think or to fathom um, that she could be in her house making jerk chicken wings. Y'all leave the VP alone. Krishan Rock gets a tattoo of Blueface on herself and loses 200,000 followers. I'm going to put the picture up on YouTube, but those of you who are listening to this on a platform and can't see, um, Krishan put a picture of Blueface, tattooed a picture um, of Blueface on her face, so big. It's not like a little dinky picture. It's literally like from her eye all the way to like the bottom of her chin. Um, and listen, the problem I think that you know that people have is not so much that she put a tattoo. I mean, the tattoo looks ridiculous, but it's the fact that she can't let go of Blueface. And I think that's the problem. You know, one week she is in love with Blueface. The next week, Blueface is not claiming her, saying that the baby is not his. He wants to get a paternity test. Then then she says she hates Blueface. She's gonna, you know, uh, call the cops on him, get a restraining order. And now Blueface is in jail. And for the past couple of weeks, all Krishan keeps doing this. Yo, free my baby daddy. Yo, daddy, I miss you. And I just it's, it's too much for people. And I think like she went too far this time. And I try to defend Krishan all the time. I love her, man. Um, I like the relationship. Yes, it's toxic, 100,000%, but I try to defend her. But this, I have to agree with people, man, is going a little too far, man. I mean, I know you got a lot of blue face tattoos, but you just took the one off on your neck, and then you're going to go two months later and put this big one on your face. Like, I, I just, I'm lost, man. Uh, let me read to you some of the comments. Somebody wrote, "She's clearly unwell. Take the camera out of her face and place her in a psychiatric ward." <laughs> Somebody wrote, "I blame y'all for giving these unguided people so much attention. I, I no longer like her. I'm done." Somebody wrote, "I defended you as long as I could, but today is the day that I am done." See, this is the this is what I'm trying to say, man. Like, this is a little this is a little too much, Krishan. I I can't even defend you anymore, man. Like, this is this is nuts. Anyways, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Haley Bailey continues to get dragged online for now posting all of her pregnancy pictures when she never revealed it in the first place. This is exactly what I said a couple of months ago. I don't understand why Haley went for nine months, not telling us she was pregnant, not putting out any pictures and doing all of that to every day now posting all the pictures she took over the past nine months. Now, don't get me wrong, even for a second. I loved that she didn't post her pregnancy. I thought it was refreshing because everybody's almost posting their whole entire life. So I get why she didn't. But my whole thing is, is that if you're going to keep that part of your 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 life private, now that the baby's here, okay, you want to give people one picture. Hey, you know what? Yes, I was pregnant. I hid it for whatever, whatever reason. Here's one picture or here's one picture of me pregnant. Or Do that and then be like, I'm going to go back to my life. But the fact that every day is... Her and her sister, um, her and Chloe uh, dancing while she was pregnant. Her and doing this while she was pregnant. This one, should, like, I just don't understand. Like, I just, I think that the people like me who thought it was refreshing of her um, to to not reveal it and not share all of it is just disappointed that she's doing the reverse now. It's like you just delayed everything that 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 you were doing. Anyway, it just doesn't make sense to me, man. But anyways, here's what Haley said. Haley wrote back and said, I'll never understand why you are mad I protected my own peace. Wouldn't you do the same? And I'm gonna share my pictures now if I want to because my my son is here safely. If you don't wanna see it, just keep scrolling. Now, like, she's, a, she's basically kinda saying, hey, I didn't wanna post my pregnancy because I didn't know if my son was going to come here safely, so she's alluding to the fact that I waited not for any other reason, just as to make sure. I wanted to make sure that he arrived healthily, healthy. And now that he's here healthy, now I'm going to show you guys. I kind of understand what she's saying because there's a lot of, um, especially like in the US. I was hearing something that there's a lot of black. Um, moms that are dying over a, a pregnancy or in in the birthing room or whatever. So I know there's a high rate of that. Or maybe the doctor told her that she had, you know, she could have had complications, whatever the case is. Haley, I I get that part. You know me, I mean? I always try to understand from both sides, but can you at least understand that for the people like me that were like, Hey, kind of cool. Somebody's not plastering everything all over social media. And now you're plastering it. Can you understand why? Not that we're mad, but why we don't understand it. Just, just, just let me know if, if somebody can get her to see this. Haley, I always ask people what they think. Haley, let me know in the comment section below if you understand this. Robert De Niro welcomes a baby girl at the age of 80. Everyone is talking about this online. I thought it was really funny. Um. Um, Al Pacino, I think it was last year or so, I think at 82 years old, he welcomed a little baby girl. Um, and now Al Pacino, maybe they're like, you know, those two are always fighting in the movies of like, you know, who's the best actor of all times. Um, they were in heat together. They were in Godfather. Um, but, um, anyways, I just thought it was funny that these two men that are in their 80, uh, in their 80s are actually having babies. Donald Trump has been ordered to pay. $83.3 million in a defamation, defamation lawsuit to Gene um, Carroll. Uh, we know that Donald Trump is the Teflon Don. Um, he is still going to appeal this, but if he loses on appeal, what do you guys think about Donald Trump taking an L and losing close to $80 million? This is crazy, man. Donald Trump never loses in court. The fact that he took this L is is, is crazy to see. Um, and finally, we're going to end this segment off with sending an RIP to Kobe Bryant and, and Gianna. Uh, last week was their four-year anniversary of their death. Um, still so sad. When I heard this, I was like, I still can't believe that Kobe Bryant is not here. Like, that's super crazy. Um, anyways, shout out to the whole um, Bryant family. Uh, Kobe, you are missed. Rest in peace. All right, this brings us to sports news. Like I said at the top of the show, I'm sure all of you know by now, the Kansas City Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. Uh, this is the fourth year in a row that they're in the Super Bowl. Actually, I don't know if it's in a row or the fourth time in five years. Regardless, man, it's a big feat, whether it's four times in a row or four times over the past five years. That's crazy. This is my team. Somebody asked me the other day, I am like, yo, are you bandwagon? Are you just going, yo, since Mahomes came in the league his rookie year, I have been a fan. Um, I follow players, not teams, but yes, Kansas City is going to the Super Bowl. I'm super excited about it. Um, the game was really good. Um, shout out to Lamar, um, and, um, and, and the Ravens. Uh, they did a good job. Um, I don't think I necessarily blame Lamar, um, so much as people are saying. Was he spectacular? No. Uh, he was overthrowing a lot of his, um, his receivers 100% um but overall i don't think the blame um should be placed on him um i think uh the uh, his um the running back i don't remember his name he's number 4 i think it's flowers um that taunting penalty really hurt them and um him on uh, um, flowers uh, at the 1 yard line reaching over um and then the kansas city defense hitting the ball um and fumbling if you ask me that was the difference maker in the game uh yes lamar threw an interception after that. But the only reason why he threw an interception is that there's, you know, three or four minutes left in the game um, and they're down by two scores. So of course, you know, he's got us, he's got um he's got to uh, react to that, right? So he's going to be making more impulsive decisions and not calm decisions. So I don't really feel like you could put all the blame on him. I think before that flowers um, getting, getting that, that taunting penalty and, and having that, Creating that fumble is what put Lamar in the in, in the bad headspace to make him throw that interception. Not making excuses for him, I'm just saying I think that's where it started. But more importantly than even looking at Flowers or even looking um, at Lamar, I think all the credit for this game—I shouldn't say all, but most of the credit um, for defeating the Ravens—have um, to go to uh, the Kansas City defense. They held the Ravens to seven points. Uh, it was unbelievable uh, defensive strategy. People are looking, saying, "Oh, Kansas City didn't score in the whole entire second half." You could tell the game plan in the second half was get off the field and let the defense handle it. Uh, Mahomes wasn't passing in the um, in the second half. They were just handing it off to Pacheco. They're trying to take time off the clock. They knew the defense. The game plan was. Have the defense on the field and wear down the Ravens. The Ravens were not going to score against the defense, and that was a game plan um, specifically in the second half. Um, And that shout-out to the coaching staff. Shout-out to Andy Reid. They played a masterful game. I like it when it's the other way around. I prefer it when, uh, you know, it's – um, I prefer it when – it, uh, Kansas city is more offensive minding and having to score. But when the defense has such control over the game, you don't need Mahomes um, to do that. And that's why this team right now is super dangerous. And that's why I feel uh, like they'll be able to beat um, the San Francisco 49ers. I know it's an explosive offense, but I think the defense um, could definitely hold them back. And of course, of course you got to give a lot of credit um, to Patrick Mahomes um, and the receivers, the receivers caught the ball. Well, there was no drop passes. Um, and lastly, Number 11, sorry if I don't remember his name, um, but he was the same receiver that dropped a pass in the end zone in the Philadelphia game, causing them to lose that that game. And he was the same player um, in the fourth quarter to get to first down to, uh, to ice the game. So it was pretty ironic that, the player that made them lose the Philly game was a player that's actually bringing them to Super Bowl. I thought that was a nice little nuance. And to remind people out there, never give up, you know, yourself or people that, you know, are a team leader. Um, when you have somebody on your team who makes mistakes, continue to believe in them, man, because they could come through to you. Uh, number 11 is a reason why they're going to the Super Bowl. He made that catch, made that first down, um, and the game was over. So shout out to my Kansas City Chiefs. Shout out to the defense. Shout out to Patty Mahomes. Um, I love it. Um, also, we have to talk about um, Detroit Lions, the head coach. Uh, people are dragging him online uh, for his decision to go fourth and, uh, fourth and three. Instead of going for the field goal to tie the game, he went fourth and three and turned over the ball on downs. Now, um, I don't necessarily agree uh, with all the hate that's going on online because um, I heard one announcer say, and I agree with them, there's no way that Detroit would have not would have been in the AFC um in the NFC championship if this coach wasn't making decisions like that. That's what got this team there. That's what got these teams win yeah, wins. He doesn't go for field goals. Um he goes for two-point conversions. I remember there was one game where he had three attempts to go for a two-point conversion and he continued going um and they ended up losing the game in the regular season. That's just how he coaches. So when he coaches that way and he wins, people are always like, yeah, I love it, man. Gutsy quarter, uh, gutsy coach, keep going. And now, you know, you're in the NFC championship, you know, the ball's on a 30 year, 30 yard line. He's not going for the tie. He's going for the win. Um, and, and, and he didn't make it. Um, and now they're going to get dragged. And I just think that it's not fair because that is who he is. Um, and that's the reason why. Uh, Detroit was there. Detroit has never made it to um, the NFC championship in the past 40 years. And here's a coach that got you here. And now you're dragging him for one play. Um, If he if somebody, if that guy would have caught that, that ball and made the first down and then went on to score, you would have said, he's a genius. You have to um, love somebody in their, in their bad moments and their good moments. You got to love them from who, for who they are. Um, So shout out. Sorry. I don't remember um, his name. Like I told you guys, I had a little bit of a, Crazy weekend, so I'm not fully prepared with names and everything today. However, um, I, I I do want to, I did want to give um, that shout out um, to uh, the, um, the Detroit Lions um, head coach. Um, more more, what I think is the problem in that game wasn't that play. Um, it's a defensive coordinator and the entire defense of the Detroit Lions giving up like 21 unanswered points. Detroit was leading this whole the whole game. I was watching the game, being like. Pfft, I'm just on my phone. I'm like, oh, all right, I guess Detroit's going to the Super Bowl. Like the game was pretty much over. And then all of a sudden San Francisco just kept on coming back, um, and scoring points. And then you're, you're, you're bringing it to where it's two, three minutes left. And, now, Detroit is scam, um, scrambling. I think that was the bigger issue of the game was the defense. And of course, the head coach has to take some blame, but the defensive coordinator, uh, I don't know if they, they just assumed that they were going to win because they had such a large lead and they, they were, you know, maybe celebrating in their minds or whatever. I don't know what their problem was, but, um, I don't think San Francisco beat Detroit. I think, uh, Detroit lost that game. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. Are you excited? Is your team in the, uh, is your team going to Super Bowl? And more importantly, Who do you think is going to win Super Bowl? Let me know in the comment sections below. All right, let's run over some NBA scores from over the weekend. The Wizards beat the Pistons. The Knicks beat the Heat. The Nuggets beat the Sixers. The Nets beat the Rockets. The Jazz beat the Hornets. The Clippers beat the Celtics. The Bucks beat the Pelicans. The Lakers beat the Warriors. Wow, I wish I would have saw that game. Shoot, went into overtime. Didn't even see that game. The Spurs beat the Timberwolves, the Kings beat the Mavericks, the Pistons beat the Thunders, the Pacers beat the Grizzlies, the Hawks beat the Raptors, my poor Raptors, and the Bulls beat the Trailblazers. In hockey news, the Bruins beat the Flyers, the Stars beat the Capitals, the Oilers beat the Predators, the Sabres beat the Sharks, Hurricanes beat the Coyotes, the Rangers beat the Senators, the Penguins beat the Canadians, the Lightning's beat the Devils, the Panthers beat the Islanders. And the Canucks beat the Blue Jackets. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. It's your boy, Trent Out Loud. Peace! For more content, you could subscribe, download or listen to the Trent Out Loud podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, or you could watch us on YouTube. Just search Trent Out Loud. For show times and updates, you could follow us on all social platforms at Trent Out Loud. Go to signupexpert.com forward slash Trent. Once you sign up for all betting apps and get all your bonuses and get all your rewards, go to your app store and download BetStamp and use promo code (laughs) TOL.